ghouls and spooking everything and scaring I am in Halloween. This is not a copywritten song because <laughs> I'm making up the words right now. Hey guys, welcome to our little Halloween part two. Hey, <laughs> this <laughs> monsters. <laughs> this is uh, talking all about monsters and ghosts and ghouls and spookies. Yeah, um, the fictionalized so, version of what we talked about last week, which was real crime. World real crimes. <laughs> you know, I thought let's flip that switch. Although monsters are definitely real. Um, uh, yeah, that is true. And I actually, that's a great segue into my little pre episode question for you guys. That's right. This is kind of a question that maybe we'd ask in the post credits, but oh, I thought it'd be fun to do it pre credits. This is our nice. little pre-credits episode. Very fun. Hello. My question for you guys, and I think this says a lot about people, and so it's one of my favorite get-to-know-you questions, mm. is do you believe more in ghosts or aliens? Oh. Mm. I thought you were going to say skeletons. Ghosts or skeletons. <laughs> yeah, which do you believe in more? Skeletons <laughs> or ghouls from the other planes? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what I ask people. But I'll concede to uh, answer your question. Um, and my answer is aliens because they exist and ghosts do not. So, <laughs> okay. Wow. See, that's a, that tells a lot about uh, Lucas right there. There's a lot about how smart I, I am. Think that I am very smart. For me, I think even before all of the, the great 2023 ghost content that we've, or not ghost no, content, the alien content, alien content. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, I misspoke. Um, even before that, I would just say that aliens are an objective fact based on like just probability alone. And so it's like, obviously there are them somewhere. Um, there are, I do want to say, so, so (laughs) there are them somewhere. That'd be a cool name for an alien movie. That would be, (laughs) that that would be, there are them somewhere. No one will save you. Is that, that was one, right? That just came out. Yeah. Something like that. No one will save you. There are them somewhere. (laughs) There are them somewhere. Same vibes. But I, I have not had any ghost experiences. However, friends of mine who I consider trustworthy and honorable people, have had ghost experiences and as a result i like i also believe in ghosts however i i don't like default to them existing like i do aliens you know what i yeah. mean yeah you're kind of agnostic with ghost belief <laughs> oh yeah pretty much yeah i don't think that belief, my friends but... are liars is yeah. what i will say <laughs> that's nice that's, that's nice to say about friends yeah, I think I'm definitely pro-alien. I'm very anti-ghost. But I also say that knowing that I'm the guy in the movie who's like, Babe, what are you talking about? There's no ghosts here. We're just yeah. in this abandoned cabin in the middle of the woods where all those people died so many years ago. Nothing bad's going to happen. And then you yeah. get your rib cage peeled open. <laughs> yeah. Some claws reach from behind and go, and then Jared just goes, and then Jared becomes a ghost. Here, here's my thing. I've put myself yeah. in situations where ghosts certainly would be present in theory. To be fair, I haven't ever done it alone, but I like never had. Like a graveyard? Had like a graveyard or like an abandoned silver mine where we've watched The Exorcist and Sinister and there's like three of us. Like that's a pretty spooky environment. That's pretty spooky. You're trespassing. A funeral. It's a abandoned place where people have died. You know, we looked it up. People had died in that mine. 
and uh, you know, we spent the night. Cool. And the spookiest sick. thing was the rats. And the rats were more <laughs> annoying than spooky. Um, spooky just because how loud they rats. were. <laughs> Because they would talk through the whole movie. They would talk through the whole movie. It was like, bro, just come on. share he's like, making that, of facts he's like, with you. That's this is a good shot. Yeah, we know it's a good <laughs> shot. Know. It's The Exorcist. Yeah, we get it, bro. <laughs> Chill. But, the song is so iconic. Yeah, it is very, very <laughs> iconic. Um, but actually, like, I, I would say maybe I was a little too harsh. You know, I, I would say maybe I'm more like Niall, where I'm ag- an, an agnostic believer of ghosts. I will say, sure, they could exist, but until I have concrete evidence of seeing them for mm. myself, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, they for sure exist. You're tempting like the with, ghosts with, yeah, like, with t- thoughts absolutely. like that. <laughs> yeah, with thoughts like that, they're going to be rubbing up on me You're going to end up living in the most haunted of houses. <laughs> also, um, I just, I'm listening to Dave Grohl's book right now. Oh, really? Called mm. The Storyteller. And there's a whole chapter about how the first house that he bought was like definitely haunted and every friend that he had come over was also like, Hey, it doesn't feel good here. <laughs> just like stuff like that. And he lived there and he's for just a long like, time. Fresh pot. Yeah. He said he got used to just like hearing footsteps in the hallway and his security monitors going off, like motion sensors going off for Jeez. no reason and stuff oh, like man, that. That's so funny. Yeah. That reminds pretty me of wild. The, uh, so the Nathan for you episode with the ghost realtor. Yeah. Oh, dude! <laughs> so timer. funny. My, my See, favorite... if ghosts aren't real, then that is. Yeah, then how can you? That's you can't true. Fake that. Actually, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I I rescind my previous comment about being agnostic with ghost belief. Yep. I, I fully am a one hundred percent pro because ghost. of Nathan for you. He he taught me the way. Yeah, I believe with the the issue. I think with ghosts. I mean, aliens are out there. They could be yeah. in the infinite universe, all that stuff. Exactly. Ghosts are behind this veil that's right in front of you, mm. right? Wow. So if you could reach out through that veil, you could touch them. Or maybe you could even hear them. So I have an exercise. I've heard that this works to help you hear ghosts. You want to try? Mm. Yeah. I do want to try. I'd love to try. Okay. I need you to close your eyes and open okay. your ears okay. and think to yourself, What's the spookiest sound in the world? Welcome back to Man Cave Movie Night. Here in this sound insert here. In this spooky episode, we are talking about monsters. You know, the kind that sneak into your room and say bazinga. (laughs) Say bazinga over your (laughs) nightstand. That's the spookiest kind. Um, Yeah, so maybe. Maybe let's talk about monsters now. Maybe let's talk about monsters. <laughs> let's do it. So I Jeffrey like Dahmer, monsters. Oh that no! Show, Jeffrey Dahmer's monsters. <laughs> that looks that's crazy. not what we're talking about. Oh, that's not that. That's not. We talked about those kind no. of monsters oh, last week. I see. I see. I see. This week we're talking, we're talking about, about the fun monsters. fantastical monsters. Fantastical monsters. You know, fantastical monsters and where to find them. With and rats right, we're for gonna, hands. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> and where to find them? Even better. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you guys, what do you guys think? 
Wait, we had a question to kind of segue. I, I do, we do. Yeah, just a general idea. See, you know, monsters. Well, first, monsters we talked about ghosts cool. and we talked about aliens. Do you guys just believe in monsters, like in I, a traditional sense? Just like a yeah. like a big old beast well, out there, like Bigfoot. I don't know. Like a big that'd be a monster, chupacabra, right? or a chupacabra, yeah, chupacabra. skinwalkers. I'm gonna say Texas the Ranger. Walking Ranger. Monster. <laughs> it's got monster in the title. I'll say True. this: Skinwalker Texas Ranger. I'll say this: If That's Skinwalkers funny. exist, they have full permission to come and flay me and skin me alive. So oh, if you're man. out there, if you're a Skinwalker and you're listening, uh, I'm all yours. I'm fresh meat, baby. Come at well, me. Well, you're in me. luck because the one thing that was yeah. holding them back from you was they weren't sure if they had permission. <laughs> yeah. So now that now they know. That they do have permission. They're just yeah. going to step into my room and it's be like, open hey, season. Buddy, thanks, and then just flay me and start eating me while I'm <laughs> Hey, man, alive. I really needed this. <laughs> <laughs> I was down on my quota. Um, so that's a okay. no. You don't believe in monsters? Oh, <laughs> uh, that is a no, personally. I, I believe in I lots believe of I believe in the the real classic like nautical monsters. I believe in the Loch Ness monster. I believe in like the traditional like like giant squid that would like sink ships and stuff like like that. Totally, just because that's way too cool to not believe in. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I want that to be part of the history of the world. I'm fascinated by this idea that so many different cultures have very similar lore, like in explanations of things and, you know, like dragons exist all across the the world, you know, are those Mm -hmm. just people finding dinosaur bones or were dragons real? And then they flew into outer space when they left. It's tough to say. It's hard to say because there's no proof that that didn't happen. It wasn't invented. Yeah, (laughs) there is no, maybe the aliens that will soon visit us are dragons and they can speak. And talk, and they write don't like. Down, and like <laughs> but it's like Parthenax and Alduin. Oh, like, yeah. some good so ones and some bad back, ones. They've come back from earlier in time. They're time travel dragon, but from off space also. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll add that to the time list of iconic dragon. monsters we're talking about. This episode is time traveling space yep. uh, dragons. <laughs> oh yeah, I wanted to know just, and this can be either like fictionalized like entertainment monsters or also mm. folklore monsters but who is the most iconic of the monsters mm. Mm. i'm gonna say frankenstein honestly i think frankenstein is the most mm. iconic monster just that design Good answer it's I mean, just it's, so classic and it's, it's so even old in the too. name frankenstein's monster frank yeah exactly yeah. yep frankenstein's monster so i i think that that is the i think that's the most iconic or like most easily recognizable. There are lots that came after, but that was the OG and he's still a, uh, still a good booler. Yeah. I think good answer. I, I'd go with Dracula. I know that's kind Dracula's of Dracula's great too though. I right up there with him, but yeah. yeah, Dracula. I mean, there's so many different iterations now of vampires as far as media portrayal of monsters yeah. after like ghosts. If you count those, like it's usually vampires. I feel like you're getting a yeah. lot of different vampire iterations and, Dracula is the, the king, the prince of vampires. The prince of vampires, yep. Dracula himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for my real world answer, it is the Loch Ness monster, just because nice. that like design of like the arcing back coming out of mm-hmm. the water is just mm-hmm. immediately recognizable. You True. know, 
Um, however, if we're talking film, I think I might even venture to say uh, King Kong. Interesting. Just because, yeah. like, <laughs> just because as, as a classic, but also like more modern wow. things, and truly, it is just big gorilla. But like, <laughs> gorilla if good. you hit your if you hit your hands on your chest, that is like, oh, that's like King Kong. You don't mm. even think like, oh, I'm doing that like a gorilla. It's like I'm doing that like King Kong. You know, because of how uh, socially impactful King Kong is. It's crazy that you say King Kong and not the literal king of the monsters, your favorite. Your favorite. Well, Gojira. I'm withholding that for a different <laughs> for question. Okay, well, I'll ask I didn't, my question. I didn't want to be that guy that just talked about Godzilla through the whole episode. <laughs> so King Kong Stay is tuned. adjacent bum, bum, enough, bum, bum, but bum, different. So that it's yeah, like... I figured King Kong, and, and at least in our culture, is more like you know, ingrained in, like, the American tradition of film. Because Godzilla didn't show up until later. Because he wasn't born until 1945. Right. That's true. But, so, yeah, my question about monsters is that we were just spent a few minutes talking about how monsters are good and nice. But are they good and nice? You have to think to yourself, they don't look very good and nice. Well, they're not. And they usually don't don't treat people good or nice. So then... They're infrequently portrayed as good or nice. Exactly. Like in Fish Love. Like in Fish Love, the movie Fish won Love, Best Picture good and Guillermo nice. del Toro 2017. So then my question is, why, what is the appeal of monsters? Why do we, as movie enjoyers, or maybe just as a general society, like monsters? Like, what's the appeal there? If they're so unwanted and ungood, and they don't look good, and they're not cool or nice, why are there so many movies that are continually successful and highly enjoyable about monsters and what what's the appeal like why do we like them why do as a society like them or why do you as individuals like them i think if if i'm approaching this from maybe a a folklore perspective of the invention in storytelling of monsters Mm. i think it's just an a way for humans you know societies cultures to explain the unknown explain things that they don't understand right it's the reason, you know, we're scared of the dark is because anything could be out there. It's true. And anything that c- could harm us is scary, right? Um, yeah. You hear about tragedies happen you know, or, you know, terrible things happening to people. I don't want to think, hey, that's a person doing those things. Yeah. I want to yeah. think, oh, it's like an animal, but kind of a special animal, yeah. a special creature, like mm-hmm. a werewolf, you know, yeah. out there transforming and losing control and ripping things to shreds, right? I think in the same sense is that in the movie storytelling medium that we now have is we're watching and trying to explore this dark, twisted story where something evil is out there and we have these fantasies of, you know, what terrible conjurations, you know, could exist. Uh, Again, I think that's us striving for some explanation, some closure to tragedy that doesn't exist. Uh, Well, it does exist, but it's... I think the truth is usually less exciting than just yeah. fun monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think that um, I think it a little bit scratches like a primal itch in our brain of just like the feeling of like being hunted by nature <laughs> you know? yeah. or just like something like either very natural or very unnatural is just like that's it for some reason, like in a lot of ways, scarier than a human being, 
but also mm-hmm. easier for us in entertainment to kind of detach it from like something that's real scary. I think I think monsters kind of um, get mainstreamed more often than like other kinds of horror just because it's like, well, it's easier to detach this from reality where you have like a lot of like possession stuff, which like a lot of it tends to deal with like the Catholic tradition of like very much believing in like very present evil spirits and stuff. So for a lot of people like possession type stuff is very, very real. And a giant lizard destroying Tokyo (laughs) is, is less real. However, allegorical, uh, which we'll we'll get into, but, um, I, I think it kind of helps people in some situations like Godzilla process real trauma, where in other situations it just gives you that adrenaline rush without like ruining your perspective on life, (laughs) you know? And I think that might be one of the reasons that, that gets so like, so much popular appeal. Well, I've been kind of out of the horror circuit, obviously the last 24 years of my life. (laughs) Uh, How many like recent monster movies have we had? Cause I feel like a lot of the ones I see advertised are usually either again on the ghost spirit demon side or on like a evil people slasher, you know, killing thing. Well, you know, you know, we all went and saw one together. Barbarian was a monster movie, I would say. That's true. I think the real monsters. (laughs) There is some Um, sort of a monster. We're not a Dracula. There was a a movie that came out recently that was a a vampire, maybe even Dracula-specific movie called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Oh, yeah. Which I very much wanted to see because it just looked like monster movie. (laughs) It's like, yeah. And then I just didn't get a chance to see it, but... They're still happening, but it, okay. it seems like they don't get their marketing as much. Unless yeah. it's like kaiju-type monsters like, like Godzilla and King boys. Kong yeah. that are I guess getting like franchised. We talked a lot last week about true crime and the this kind of influx of popularity and just learning about and watching criminals do heinous things. And so I was yeah. thinking maybe that trend, there's an inverse thing going on where mm. oh we don't have to just see monsters do bad things we kind of want to see the truth of it yeah that's kind right. of an interesting Possible. idea but luca why do you think <laughs> well so i was gonna say um there is also one coming out that i'm excited for which is guillermo del toro's <coughs> sorry i just choked on uh nothing um but guillermo Uh-oh. del toro has a frankenstein movie coming out so that oh, nice. will be, I believe, 2025 that. when that comes out. So it's still a while out. However, I am extremely excited because Andrew Garfield is playing Frankenstein's monster and Oscar Isaac is playing Victor Frankenstein. And I think that could be very cool to see that combo. And I think Mia Goth is playing the love interest whose name escapes me. Um, Bride of Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. That's her name. Yep. But he says it's going to be a very faithful adaptation of the book and that it, he has been working on it for 50 years, which would mean he's been Whoa. working on it since he was a kid or wanted to make it since he was a kid. So that is exciting to me as well because I think an actual Sheesh. faithful adaptation of Frankenstein 
would be a really cool story. Dude, if it sucks after he said that, <laughs> can you imagine? Ah, uh, that would be so lame. He's like, yeah, but I never rewrote would, the script. It would be so funny. <laughs> of all people, I just have been working on it for that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever I wrote when I was four years old, I just stuck with that. And then yeah, I just moved on. I updated the grammar, and that's it. Yeah, nothing else. So, but man, beyond, in, in terms of just the appeal of them, I, I think what you guys, you guys have hit a lot of good stuff. And I, I think also just the idea of being able to put a lot of metaphor into monsters and monster type uh, figures helps a lot to deal with real world trauma, kind of like Jared was saying. And mm-hmm. I think that that is very prevalent, even in, you know, Barbarian. Uh, where it's not technically a monster, but it also kind of is, and so it's monstrous. It's monstrous, it's a monstrosity. And Frankenstein, I think, yeah. is the prime example of that. And I think there's just a cool, you know, watching a movie just that's directly about, hey, here's grief and trauma and unhappy thoughts and feelings. That's you know, there can certainly be an appeal or just a general interest in stuff like that. However, when you kind of make it about a monster, you kind of give yourself that degree of separation where it's like you can still get the same meaning out of it, but it's kind of from a different perspective so that it can almost be more meaningful because of that. So yeah. that's part of it, certainly. And part of it is just they're cool. Like Alien, for example, is just a cool monster that tears stuff up and it's really cool. There's no, certainly the, deeper true. meaning to that Transformers as well. Transformers are also cool aliens that tear stuff up. True. I don't know that they're cool, but they do tear stuff up. They um, are. They are. Oh, okay. So yeah. I wanted to kind of talk about more concrete examples of monsters in movies. Uh, specifically, like, as far as an on-screen adaptation of a monster, what is your favorite? Um, and then I've got... Well, I wanted to clarify, like, what do we... What is a, a monster on screen? Like, is Jaws a monster? Ooh, could right? be, yeah. It's just a, an animal, but it's a giant but animal. But it's a giant animal. I mean, you know that's I mean? King Kong. I guess King Kong, yeah. yeah. I think okay. big factors into it. I think size, yeah. Big Once you scale it up. extra dangerous. Mm-hmm. The Meg or the Meg Because, like, them, that's just ants. But they're big. What is uh, the, you know them the movie yeah. them I have not watched no. them no it's an old black and white scary movie that's just about a bunch of real big ants <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty scary it's Amazing. cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's good uh, cool. so you're saying okay. anyway well, sorry to make a reference we that... can veto if we don't think it's much of a monster but I'm sure we'll <laughs> sure. My, I was just wondering because yeah I was trying to brainstorm my, so my favorite Jaws is came up. Jaws is great I totally think Jaws counts my favorite is Alien, the Xenomorph from Alien. I think just the creature design yeah. on that is so iconic. And the way they use it in, I mean, all the Alien movies that I've seen is, are great. Every single one, just even if the movie itself isn't the best thing ever, the Xenomorph is always well used. And I think the idea of kind of delving deeper into some of that as well is in the first one, right? It came out in the 70s little bit more conservative thinking in terms of not a lot of violence and nudity and whatever on screen was shown as frequently. And so the idea of someone, a man, being impregnated was like crazy, right? And so that apparently, I mean, obviously I wasn't around in the 70s when mm-hmm. Alien came out. But apparently that was like a weird fear that I was, was awakened. It was crazy. <laughs> a lot of it people was were like madness. Just the idea of, well, I'm a man, so I can't get pregnant. But 
like by means that I don't want. And so this idea of the alien impregnating him through his like face was apparently very disturbing for a lot of men. So I, I think that kind of aspect of it is very interesting too. And it does a very good job of making you fear that because the creature that was living inside of him, you know, maybe I won't spoil it, but something bad happens to the person who has an alien oh, growing inside of them. spoiled a fair amount. <laughs> I guess you'll just have to watch um, Alien 1979 to figure out the rest of it. You just might, might have, have to. to. Um, what was the question? Favorite on-screen monster? I think you were saving something, oh. maybe. <laughs> yeah. Freaking, I think you were saving yeah, something that's going to be dancing in the background, doing a little jig. The Yeah, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, there has been a very significant clue in my background <laughs> for what my answer will be. Also, a significant clue happened earlier when I said I didn't want to say Godzilla for every answer. The answer to this <laughs> because question because I was going to say it later. <laughs> <laughs> of course, my answer is Godzilla. I freaking love Godzilla. I grew up watching Godzilla with my friend Max Wild, who is a podcast listener. I think sometime podcast listener. Shout wow. out, Max. Um, shout out to Max. Shout out to Max. This is the Max that you met at a drum thing lucas oh i met anyway, him at the gym at uvu you Two did meet him at the ago. gym um but uh yeah we would watch like the old toho japanese godzillas together and Sick. so there's like a lot of kind of i don't know what it is but the old godzillas are very nostalgic for me because i watched them all the time growing up and godzilla 2014 I really just think was like Godzilla in its perfect form. The All Gareth the, Edwards one? The Gareth Edwards one. Nice. The way they shoot that movie and it it really brings it back to feeling like full on horror. Hmm. Like just seeing shots of these monsters like out of the window of a subway car where you just see it for a second and you just see the hmm. sheer magnitude of this thing. I don't know what it is, but it, it just fills me with pure joy to see <laughs> Godzilla done so well. That's cool. And this trailer for the Monarch, uh, whatever the, the show, show is called, Monarch, like yeah, Monarch Museum something. of Monsters or yeah. whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have not been more hyped for television in a long time. That <laughs> like, show actually does look really cool. That trailer came out and I'm stoked about it. And the idea that I, I love the idea of a world that just, okay, now Godzilla exists in this world. And this is a thing that we have to be aware of and deal with. Mm -hmm. There's a shot in the trailer where it shows like a Godzilla escape plan on the floor yeah, of like an that. airport. That really cool. And it's just like, okay, in case of Godzilla showing up, here's yeah, what you do. This is the evacuation. Both. Yeah, and I just, I love the idea that this character who once was kind of this really, like, campy, cheesy thing is kind of similarly to Batman in a way of, like, there were all these kind of fun, happy, like, cheesy Batman interpretations. And then Christopher Nolan came around and was like, no, we're going to make this feel real and, like, scary. Same thing with Godzilla, where it's like... No, this this concept really is very dark and intense, and if it's treated correctly, it can freak you out. <laughs> and I'm really glad that that's the direction it's going. I don't mean to turn this into a 
Godzilla episode. my excitement for the You're future totally. of Godzilla. <laughs> no, but um, it has to be. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. That's what this is. I, be. Uh, any listeners uh, reach out to me via text or Instagram to talk about Godzilla because I would love to talk to you about Godzilla or email. Yeah. Yeah, you can email me at my email that you know. Awesome. Um, I've got a couple answers because I think this could go a bunch of different ways. I already mentioned Jaws. I think that's like my favorite horror movie that is also kind of just an adventure flick about a big creature that is terrorizing a town. So I guess uh, that's my number one. And I just think it's because it's executed so well, kind of like Alien. You know, they don't show... totally. The monster a lot no, and when yeah. it does it's a, a quick glance and then it's gone yep. and whoever was with it is also gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so i i just love i love jaws um another the other kind of honorable mentioned i would say is uh just the cast of monsters inc <laughs> nice that's a good one actually super good answer that's a good point um i mean I love that world and going riffing off of this idea of monsters that, you know, uh, just exist to terrify children uh-huh. um, and commercializing it yep. <laughs> is really yeah. awesome. I love it. Um, awesome. Creating an energy source. Uh, so I love that. I think the answer I'll go with as far as my favorite on-screen individual would be would be uh, uh, Vladislav from What We Do in the Shadows. Nice. Nice. Um, obviously, everyone in that movie is so funny. Uh, yeah, he is a vampire. He's just a vampire, and he's he's a silly little boy. <laughs> uh, you just get to see how rough it'd be to be flatmates with a vampire. <laughs> well, Vladislav is the Taika Waititi character, right? No, that's Jermaine. That's, oh, that's Jermaine. Jermaine yeah. is Vladislav. Because he's okay. Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, yeah. The poker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but all of them are good, and like Nosferatu is funny, even. Oh, the yeah, yeah. Peter, whatever they're Peter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys need to watch that show. It's so funny. It's so good. Oh, that's what I've heard. I love it. Oh, another another shout out is just the general concept of zombies. True, zombies sure, are. Great. Yeah. We didn't bring that yeah. up, but zombies you are sh- one of the great monsters. Yeah, you usually don't have a protagonist zombie. But yeah, no, that's why I like maybe going back to the iconic thing. I was just oh, thinking yeah. of like, okay, other funny things. And the thing that came into my head was Shaun of the Dead. And I was like, oh, well, we got to talk oh, about yeah. zombies. <laughs> like yeah. zombies are just so good. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Well, that that would be a good like follow up question to my question is what's your favorite on screen iteration of zombies? Like what's your favorite Ooh. interpretation? Ooh. Dude, Last of Us, even though it's an adaptation of a video game, they do zombies so well. Same thing. Yeah, totally. Last of Us is super cool. I also... I like that concept. um, I liked World War Z's interpretation of zombies, how they're just like fast. Fast and... They're not intelligent, but they're good at being zombies. Um, And they just use the the fact that they're in hordes. (laughs) I I liked that movie. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, but... It stood out because it's a different interpretation of zombies, and so I enjoyed that part of it yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Totally. I think um, those are the those are some big ones. <laughs> Walking for, Dead for me. Walking Dead. Oh, such specifically, a unique iteration of zombies. Well, it's like it's it's kind of the classic zombie a little bit. Yeah, totally. But especially first season, 
it's just done so well. I mean, the yeah, environment yeah. of it and everything. I I truly like. I don't like that show because it dragged itself out way too long, and now there's like a billion different spinoffs. So oh, it's just yeah. like, hey, we don't need this. Or really I literally want think it. there are five either airing or in development. Yeah, like about it's to dumb. come out. But Amazing. <laughs> come Halloween yeah. season. The first episode, even of The Walking Dead, is almost kind of a must-watch for me. Yeah, I like love it. that episode so much. Him going to the hospital and then waking up with the zombie apocalypse already going on. I do like. And that so they don't he's not figuring it. it out like in real time. He's just like, no, this is already the way that it is. And like the scene with the little girl zombie just sets yeah. it up immediately. Is like, no, this world is dark and it's bad and it's not the same. You know, I. I think that in terms of like classic zombies, that first episode and first season really do about as good as you could do. Yeah, well, I've never, I think we've I've got, never seen it, but it sounds good. We've got like a classic zombies pick. We've got um, the infected mushrooms, you know, kind mm-hmm. of a, mm-hmm. a fun twist on it. Yep. I'm gonna I'll throw in a very like magic oriented zombie, and those are the whites from oh, Game of Thrones. Such a good good, good answer. Answer. That the White Walkers bring this. back. Dude, though the scenes with them are so sick. So scary. Up so until good. maybe the last the last scene with oh, them. Dude. <laughs> they're they're built up so well for they so are. long. And then and just the, the, squandered immediately. One of those the scene where they're on like the beach is so sick. Oh yeah. With yeah. all of the hordes yep. and stuff. Man. See, even in yeah, season I remember seven, texting right. you after oh. watching that scene. I was like, that was insane. <laughs> so cool. I there are a lot of people who don't like season seven, but even in season seven for me, I really mm-hmm. liked a lot. And I think the whites and the white walkers, oh, that it, especially when they yeah. go in beyond the wall and everything, mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, it's so awesome. Well, that's one of those things. I like that those zombies are like strong as individuals. Mm-hmm. Like it's like fighting one is difficult. Yep. Yeah. Where like walking dead zombies are like shoot it in the head and it's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like yeah, chop its true. head off. Yeah. But like the whites are like skilled at combat, <laughs> which is just true. so freaky. Yeah. Like, well it's kinda like um uh Warbreaker, uh the animated yeah. in those, right? Yeah. They're just basically humans reanimated the lifeless. They fight like them. The lifeless, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we love a so good cool. we love a good interpretation of a zombie. A zombie too. A zombie. Great monsters. So all you zombie heads out there, you can't say that we didn't give them attention. <laughs> yeah, maybe we, it was we a gave them late in the episode, but we gave it attention. All the other listeners, by the way, we get messages every week from zombie yeah. heads that we're zombie not talking heads. enough about zombies on this podcast. That is very true. I and think we don't want to hear it about anymore. The the band. <laughs> the band zombies. Oh yeah. Gotcha. Oh, or the song by zombies. or the, the song cran- zombie by the cranberries. Yeah, <laughs> they were like your your theme song doesn't sound enough Zombie. like Zombie by the cranberries. <laughs> and you yeah, know we what? We do get that criticism. We're trying to be better. We're then, trying to do better. Yeah, I I did a little soft launch of a new potential theme at the beginning of this one. So we'll see if that <laughs> yeah. works out. Yeah. Okay. Um, Question, Nile. Question time. I've got a question. Okay, I was I've like, got a fun question. All of them, no way. You know what I like to do? Fun things. There's, there's a Zombie. meme that I saw <clears throat> that was Don't basically creating the worst possible 
basketball player. <laughs> and they took all of the traits from different basketball players to say, like, you know, this person's feet and this person's, like, vertical jump and blah, blah, blah. To Great. create the worst possible basketball player. And I thought that that was fun. I want us to either as individuals or separately, however you guys want to do it, take traits from all the monsters to create the perfect movie monster. In terms cool. of and I, I wanna, entertainment value or the monsters in terms of entertainment value or maybe scary or maybe skill, whatever you want. I want to go first and I want to talk a little bit more about Godzilla. (laughs) I think that our monster needs to have a signature sound. Nice. Like the Godzilla roar. Yeah, that's sick. The Godzilla roar is so iconic that that's one of those things that like, I feel like is so culturally important that you're kind of born knowing it. You don't ever learn like, oh, what is no, that? Yeah. Oh, it's the Godzilla roar. Yeah. It's like, well, no, I, you just know that's It's because while you're in the sound. womb, your mother tells you the watches noise. Watches a lot of Godzilla. Watches a lot of Godzilla no, and tells she, you the she, noise. She, just says, and then goes, you are born. And say, yeah. And say, oh, I remember from when I was in the womb that Godzilla noise is, that that's Godzilla yeah. noise. It's yeah. like when but my yeah. dad, while I was in the womb, taught me how to throw a perfect spiral before I even came yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just like that. So sick. That's the exact same thing. So freaking sick. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I but think that's a good one. That I think that also it's just important for a monster to have a good signature sound. Oh, because yeah. if you're doing a monster movie right, you're not necessarily showing it the entire time. Yeah. So having a way for that monster to be scary just when it's in the area and not necessarily like visually present is important. Absolutely. Well, even like monsters who don't have a signature sound, like a shark, yeah. uh, they create a yeah. musical sound that totally. represents totally. the presence of it. So that's that's yep. a huge thing. That so what? I, what is yeah. our monster's sound going to be? Another another side thing, really quick before we answer that. Wait, actually, Jared looks barreled up and ready to go to answer that. So make no, your sound. No, wait, what? No, say. Oh, I was you went zoom. <laughs> <laughs> you shaped your mouth in an O. Zumba. <laughs> Zumba. That is very I don't have scary. It. I really have anything. I think if it went um, Bazinga. Bazinga is great. No, sorry. Bazinga is very good. Um, I was just going to say that I watched Annihilation recently Mm, for the first time. Also iconic sense. And the bear scream (laughs) in that movie. Jared, I don't know if you've seen Annihilation. That is the most frightening thing I've seen in in (laughs) quite a while. It goes similarly to Zumba. Okay. Very similar. Um, I won't tell you what it is because it kind of like if you hear what it is, it spoils kind of plot points of the movie. But... Man, oh, man, does it catch you so, off guard? <laughs> so frightening. Yeah, it's it, so like awesome. truly is sent it, chills um, through my whole body. Is that a horror? Mm, or it's just like a sci-fi? It's, it's a, a, it's a really sci-fi horror. with certain Suspense. horror elements. Sci-fi? Yeah. Okay, I, I would say it teeters on horror. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely just because horror of adjacent. Like, yeah, certain scenes mm. and whatnot. Man. Great movie. I loved very, it very so much. Movie. Anyway. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, I don't know what our sound would be. I think we need to determine other things about it. And then yeah, we can we'll find we'll out we'll what, the, what sound the sound is. is. Okay, I, I don't think it should be big like Godzilla, though. Because I think 
it, yeah. it needs to be a little bit like maybe the size it can't be bigger than like a xenomorph so if we're trying to make it you know practical godzilla obviously is good at being a monster but he can't really go anywhere and get away with his dastardly deeds unnoticed people right. know when godzilla's he around can't get in on the, the subway and doing stuff yeah right so i think if we okay so whose trait are you taking so xenomorph we're gonna sit we're gonna say trait? xenomorph size which is like nine mm. feet maybe because i think that's a good size but only yeah. not not shape or anything just height so nine feet. Yeah, just cool. still large and imposing. Yeah, but not not Godzilla kaiju yeah, levels. Exactly. He can still big. get around without being okay. noticed. Um, I like it. This my trait that I'll add is from a movie I just watched a couple days ago with uh, our roommates Britton and Ian. It's called The Ritual. And I don't know if you guys mm. have seen that one. I I'd not. never heard of it, and so I was not excited to watch it. <laughs> but it turned out to be a really great one. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I saw. It. Um, cool. And there's this creature out in the woods. It's kind of skinwalker adjacent, I think I'd say, right, as far as the monster goes. Uh-huh. Um, and in the lore, they have some, like, very iconic piercing eyes. Nice. That burn like embers uh, that you can kind of see in the dark and in the woods. Um, apparently, looking into trivia about this movie, there are many shots kind of like Hill House or The House on the Hill. Right, Hill House, mm-hmm. haunting of Hill House. Um, yeah, where they have the secret ghosts or hidden ghosts oh, yeah. throughout the That's show. All over. Yeah, but apparently there are shots throughout where you can see this creature's eyes, um, but like oh, cool. just outside just the hidden. periphery, yeah, yeah, just see. hidden in the shot. And so I like that, like things that you could see before you see the monster. Mm. And I'd say these glowing ember-like eyes. I love that. That's a great Very idea. Very cool. I like that a lot. Um, I think another thing that we can take. Um, this comes from a lot of scary movies. Uh, I am honestly having trouble narrowing it down to like one specific one, but doing like a, in the world, at least not necessarily based in real folklore, but having the monster be like based in the folklore of the world. It's not like a, Oh, this thing is just here. It's all of a sudden attacking. Like, yeah, or like it's an alien that just has now arrived at the world or something. I like the idea of something that it's like, no, like some people are familiar with what this thing is, we, at least through like legend. We should make it specific to an area then, like a, a Norse village or something. Like it's only, yeah. it doesn't ever move sure. around. Like it's only ever in this one forest. Yeah. And so that's, that's what and the ritual is. Yeah, oh, okay, it's like perfect. just yeah. don't go into these mountains because <laughs> yeah. this yeah. thing will that, murder yeah, you. Yeah, we'll get yeah. you. So let's do something different from the forest. <laughs> okay, let's do the mountains. Okay, then. Mountains, the mountains. Like just the great. like the non-foresty mountains. Like it's so far north that it's just snow, and because of mm. its snow, it is white. So I kind of like the idea of like a white monster because usually you know they have to blend in Most with the darkness, but if it's a white monster. It has to blend in yeah. with the snow and the eyes that are kind of glowing will be the yeah. one thing that mm. kind of give it away. I like that. And I think I like the I idea like of it having, um, I like the idea of it having fur. So not like a Yeti, but more like a werewolf where it's not like long okay. fur, but kind of like shag, like almost like hair, but across its whole body. And it's, are we thinking humanoid mm. in shape? Humanoid shape, I, I kind of like that idea, but like... I like 
I like the idea like, of huge like top, like it's just like so wide, so it's tall and yeah. wide and strong and hairy. Yeah. Okay, I have another trait. Describing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I have another trait that I want to pitch. Yeah, let's do it. That is shape-shifting like the thing. Mm. Or like possession or something like that. That's just like, okay, this thing has its natural form, which is this big, you know, hairy, big-shouldered Lucas Coford type beast. Yeah, exactly. However, it also can inhabit like other forms maybe mm. to like lure people into the mountains or something I like, I like that only if it can't be humanoid forms like it can only be animals that's sick like it can only be like so then, a, oh it's the, like oh then, we found like a cow or whatever we can hunt it and then it kind of lures you away yeah. and then it's like oh yeah. nope just kidding it's the big but boy. then that could also mm. that could add a fun element to the movie of basically Anytime you see an animal, you're, you're like, like, oh, is that it? Is that, is that yeah. interesting? Thing? I like that. Well, I'll I'll throw one one last one in. I think we've all done two at yeah. this point. Yeah. So my my second one will be, um, I'm taking it from Predator, mm. um, and I just think motive. Right. Nice. What's this creature? Yeah. What does it want? And what it wants is to kill for sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's its goal. Uh, and so. Sick. And it has fun with its prey, right? Mm. It's an elite uh, creature that is it's just... It's in it for the fun of it. Has a bloodlust, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Predator yeah. is a fun monster as well. Uh, I love that. That That's its motivation. Um, <laughs> so it's... Uh, it's so sick. Do we, yeah. do we have any other traits we want to add to it? I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 the, I have an idea for a sound, but it's not necessarily oh, okay. the signature sound. It's just another thing that it can do, which is basically like a Kenku in Dungeons and Dragons. It mm. can like memorize certain phrases in certain voices from the people that it captures, so that it can then use that voice mm. to lure those people's like family members or something up into the mountains or whatever. Nice. That could be kind of cool. Something cool. But that's not necessarily the signature sound. sound. Like that's not the sound that it's making when it's about to kill the thing. Yeah. I like that. I like that. What if the, okay, here, here's another idea for just kind of creature design. What if it like, doesn't have claws like razor sharp claws or feet or even fangs or anything. And it's like, it doesn't even have a mouth. Like it doesn't eat. It just doesn't require that. And when it mm-hmm. does get a hold of its prey, it doesn't, you know, tear them apart quickly like you would if you were something with claws. It it like beats you up and tears you apart like slowly. It's like a very brutal, visceral death that takes a while to happen. And so even more yeah, kind of factor into the sure. fear of it. And the, well, of course. the noise it makes is like an like a, it's like an aura type. Uh, almost like emanating off of it. Like it doesn't come out of its mouth, but it's just like when it's about to strike, it just has some sort of pulsating noise that comes out of it. And then it just, Oh, that's kind of cool. Or yeah, like a, so there's a noise, but uh, it's not from its a mouth. Dissonance, and you're just like, Ugh. A dissonance violin to like uh, two different notes, really clashing with reverb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the way reverb, up. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Super cool. And then another thing, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the sound that an emu makes. 
I don't the big think bird. I have. No. Maybe. My my uncle it, has an it. emu on his farm. I'll play it. You're not going to be able to hear it through the thing, but the the listeners will be able to hear it. That's what matters. Um it basically I'll describe it while I'm looking it up. Um it sounds like a drum that is beating inside of the body of this creature, like in its oh, chest. Oh, nice. Just I like, like that, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And so the idea of this monster not having a mouth or anything, like if the sound basically came from the inside of the monster, mm. you know, and it's not being like vocalized yeah. because it can't. It can't, yeah. That could be pretty sick. Let me see. I think that would add I'm going to mute the, uh, my microphone for a little while while I test while you this out to make see sure it's if, the right sure, one. if this yeah, is yeah. going to be the right sound and then I'll play it. I Yeah, I think the if we're going along <sighs> with the uh, – I love the idea of the eyes because then that's the only real feature on its face. And then it's just like yeah. nothing, no nose or like yeah, just fur and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would be – Yeah. Things – I mean having something – we talked to well i was going to bring this up earlier because niall was saying the loch ness monster has such a perfect silhouette Mm. one of this this there's an idea in animation in like character design is you want a character to be immediately identifiable if silhouetted if if the color is purely black what would it look like you know uh and so it would be cool i mean again i'm going back to the lore behind like some more uh western american monsters uh-huh. with like antlers yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that but i love this look of of just the eyes and like the fur mm-hmm. that you only see when you're too totally. close enough for it to be too yeah, late yeah plus yeah. i was thinking this with the bludgeoning and like toying with uh-huh. them that gives our protagonist our hero in the end a chance you know yeah there's a reason it's... why it doesn't just rip his throat out because it doesn't do yeah. that it, toys it, it could yeah. punch his throat. Totally. <laughs> um, an- yeah. Another thing, this is kind of going back a little bit, but in the vein of recognizability, um, that's another trait that the animal shape-shifting kind of does that I really like from the Babadook, which is take the Babadook takes normal things and makes them scary. Basically, mm-hmm. through that movie, anytime you see a hat and a coat, yeah. You're like, oh no, like that might could be the freaky scary, you yeah. know, and and so with this movie, seeing any animal and thinking like that might be that could our be creature, our but not necessarily. Creature. Okay, I got a very good video of the of the emu sound, so I'm gonna play it into my mic. Okay. Zoom's not gonna let you guys hear it, but I'll text you the link so that you can hear it afterwards. Oh. I heard so. <laughs> Did you hear something I like that? It was it was recorded <laughs> definitely much. like outside, so there were like birds tweeting and stuff. Yeah. But something in the along those lines. It's just this goo 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 goo. It's so freaky. Oh, that is Honestly, cool. I love if that. you straight like up that. just recorded an emu and made it the yeah, sound for your monster, kind of, yeah. you're a hundred percent done. Pitch it down right. or like, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. it's nuts. Here, I'll send you that link right now so I don't forget. Yeah. Yes, please do. So good. Well, right, well yeah, oh, I love that. That is a if, great hey, one. If any, of you, if any of you artists out there want to design this. Oh, of course. Well, I was just going to say, if anyone wants to design it and take time to design it, that could look pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I, I would. Absolutely I am not artistically, um, you know, talented yeah, in that I way. if I had any capabilities in I'm that, not a good drawist, but... 
If anyone out there wants to take I'm, the time now to do I'm it, nervous that could be cool. to release this because I want to create this now, and I don't want other people to steal our awesome idea. Well, they won't hey, steal it because you know. it's copyrighted just under the idea that we said it first. So, can't steal it, or we'll sue you. Ha ha. That's true. <laughs> we we have a very we truly good legal team. <laughs> we will sue. We have a very good and experienced legal yeah, team. Yeah, there's hundreds so, of lawyers we have employed. If you're going to take that idea, then you better be ready to lawyer up. <laughs> we could call it... Okay, pitch idea for, oh, the, for the, name. the name. We could call it The Umi. The Umi. I like it, actually. Because it's emu spelled backwards. Umi. <laughs> ah, but Umi it sounds like some sort of like so fantastical we do, lore we could creature. We U-M-I, and the I has the two little dots above it. Because if, oh, it's, if we're doing the, the oh for the eyes, but also oh. if it's like in if the Norse mountains, Norse. that's Umi. true. We could take hey, that's that's some graphic design. That's how you, you come up with a catchy logo. Mm-hmm. All right, is you get the name, yep. you get this feature. Yep. Okay, designers, where are you where at? Where you at? I love the it. Umi. Umi. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Cool. That's well, monsters, after baby. all is said and all is done, I think the scariest thing is knowing that we have to end this episode. Um, yeah. And it's also scary that you're maybe not subscribed or haven't liked this episode or rate us five listened. stars. What the heck? <laughs> what? You're not subscribed? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Are you sure? Everyone, you got to subscribe. Thank you so if much you for listening. you rated us five stars on iTunes please, podcasts please, will you? or Spotify please, podcasts, please. then you're not allowed to listen to another episode until you do. You are allowed, but, That's but please do That's my it. decree. No, you're not. You're you're uh, grounded from listening to this or any other podcast until oh. you say something nice to us. Mm. And then once you say something nice to us, mm, we'll let you listen again. Yay! Yay! That's so nice. I think there are a few people, though, who are exceptional at subscribing to us. And I think we should yeah, let them shout out because they've done it twice. Um, but we have a new, a new person on this but list. Do not shout out Kel for them. No. I've, I've no. got a special request this week. Oh. And then okay. from there on out, they can shout out Kel. So do okay, the great. do the normal do the normal list do the normal ones of our right, awesome so Kel shout outers. This week's shout out to Kel comes from our excellent Patreon supporters: Michael Polonsic, Easy Law, Britton Inkley, Riley Allen, Ian James Martin, and Hannah Steed. Shout out yeah, to Kel! From all shout of out those to people. Kel! Kel, we love you, and we're so happy to hear that you're happy. We are happy to hear that. Tell us that. In this week, we have a new challenger approaching, uh, as you oh. know, in Smash Bros. No, we've right. we just had a special request from our new Patreon subscriber, Nick Bell, yeah, who has asked shout to, to shout Bell. out Nikki, my mom. So shout out to That's Nikki great. from Nick. Uh, it was her, we'll say, thirtieth birthday this weekend. Nice. <laughs> Looking great. And by 30, I mean 47. But happy, happy birthday. And shout out. Thank you to uh, Nick Bell for for that shout out. Thank you so much, Nick Bell. We love you. But from here on out, Kel. Kel, yeah. Sorry, Nick said. From here on out. He said just the one, the Um, special one. Sure. I I appreciate that. And I I think that means that that's really thoughtful. And 
Honestly, all of our Patreon supporters are very thoughtful people. And anyone that's not a Patreon supporter, we just not have thoughtful. no way of knowing whether you're thoughtful. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, might be, I see. I see. But we don't know. We don't know because so you're not you giving us prove money. That you're, thoughtful, you're not giving exactly. us dollars. If, if you want to prove to us the only arbiters of what is true and good and kind. that you are thoughtful, then you should support us on Patreon for $3 a month. You can give a shout out to Kel at the end of every episode. And you can also have access to exclusive bonus episodes referred to as the post credits episodes where we get a little silly. We get a little goofy. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we get a little zany. like oh. this. And sometimes we get a little we're going to say it at the same time. And sometimes Sorry. we get a little bit sad. But we yeah. always have a fun <laughs> good time yeah. with you. Our we don't stay sad for long. <laughs> because well, of how thoughtful our supporters are. Yeah, that's why. True. That's why. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We love you very much. And we'll see you on another episode of Man Cave Movie Night. Thank you. Bye, 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 Bazinga. Bye. Bye, bye.